Hello and welcome to Heroes Unmasked, staff stories from Leeds Teaching Hospital's NHS Trust with me, Caroline Verdon. Here's a question for you. What do world-class mahjong players and professional footballers have to do with Leeds Teaching Hospitals? Answer? They all work for the hospitals. This series goes behind the scenes to meet directors, doctors, support staff and everyone in between to find out who the people behind the masks really are. Hello and welcome to episode four. Now this week I'm joined by Wal Hussein, who is a consultant dermatological and Mohs micrographic surgeon. He's also the president of the British Society for Dermatological Surgery. So it's fair to say that he is absolutely at the top of his game when it comes to skin cancer surgery. Um, but what a lot of people don't know is that he also works for the England cricket team. Well, I'm really intrigued by this. What is it that you do for them? So um, you can appreciate cricketers spend a lot of time outdoors. And um, the the thing about them is that they're, they're being exposed to a lot more UV than the average person would be. You know, they're travelling abroad, they're going to high climates like Australia, New Zealand, where the UV is really intense. Having lived in, in New Zealand, that's the only place in the world, I'm not sure if I should say this, where I got sunburned, um, you know, because the UV is so intense. So these are guys who are growing up and being exposed to so much more sunshine than the average person. So the uh, English Cricket Board has a massive amount of investment in the health of their players so you know they have medical staff have a huge amount of uh, infrastructure for their well-being etc and part of that is 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 their skin so um yeah so i've been looking after the skin for the men's and women's elite team for the last eight years that sounds like an amazing job with a lot of perks i mean to be fair it's, it's just so i'm doing my normal job which is which is great so i'm checking their skin but the nicest thing about all of them actually they're the most down-to-earth people you can imagine they're really really you know there's no airs and graces just normal set of uh, men and women who enjoy playing sport and have the same uh, questions and concerns like anybody else would. But uh, but the nicest thing is that you know after that period of time you form a bit of a relationship with them and they're just they're just really nice people. And so yeah, it's it's fun because it's something different. And I grew up playing cricket at school, so I've always had a massive cricket background. How did you get the position? So I, I got the first. Uh, I mean, the, the route which I got it was was sort of round about someone recommended me as somebody who does skin cancer work and would be you know might be able to do this sort of thing. And so, um, and it just worked out with timings that I was able to go down and, and do their checks. So they've got a really good performance facility in Loughborough University, the English Cricket Board. Um, and so I go down there and just um, part of their screening. And uh, yeah, so it's it's something which I enjoy doing. It's just it's uh, it is fun, and you know the, the staff there are, are are really really good. You know, it's a massive amount of infrastructure. Um, normally, you get the timetable of what's happening to each player during that day, and it's just a logistical nightmare. It's kind of just like you know they've got to be in like twenty different places at the same time. And I tell the guys who run it that they're doing an amazing job because I can't organise anything. You know, <laughs> the fact that I'm here actually on time is a miracle. You know, so <laughs> I think that says it all for me. And so what sort of, you know, you say you, you just do, you know, your normal job with them, but what does that involve? So as somebody who's in charge of skin cancer here, then essentially doing skin checks is a really important part of, of, of your job. So um, with people, if you take cricketers to one side, just generally the British public, so pre-COVID, um, people were traveling a lot more. It was a lot easier to fly into Europe for a bank holiday weekend. You, know, you get the, the sun, the southern Spain sun or the, Fran the French sun, and you come back looking like a lobster after a long you know, bank holiday weekend. And so 
the incidence of skin cancer is on the it was it has been increasing. People are getting more burnt, unfortunately, despite all the messages. We still have sunbed use, which is a complete disaster from a skin cancer viewpoint. Um, so all of these things are contributing to people, uh, you know, developing problems. But also, I think the general public has become a bit more aware. I think you know, with all the messaging that we've been doing and social media and all this sort of stuff that you hear, so people hopefully are becoming a lot more preemptive and proactive in going to see their doctors first if they're worried about something on their skin. Um, and so it's just it literally is the best the most important thing if you're worried about something to see somebody who knows what they're looking at so you go and see someone like myself who will give you a full top to toe check to make sure there's nothing suspicious because if you pick things up early then it's sorted so if you just let it fester and linger then that's where the problem comes you know thankfully thankfully because these guys are young fit and well athletes the chance of them having anything is is minimal but it's important for anybody who's in a high risk job if you like and you know being exposed to a lot of uv is considered high risk then yeah be, pro- be proactive see i had this vision that you would be turning up to all the matches and slip slap slopping and but there's none of that going on <laughs> well I, I keep lecturing them all the time about when to be doing it but there's the reality of you know if you're if you're in a i don't know if you know much about cricket but you know they have the they have um it's a very civilized sport okay they have like planned lunch and tea and they have drinks and everything drinks breaks throughout the day so it's all very civilized but that's the time really where if you mean if you've been stood in the midday sun for like two, three hours, you know, you want to be reapplying sunscreen and stuff. But then if you're a fast bowler and you need to hold the ball with the hand that you've been putting the sun cream on, it becomes a bit of a problem. So you have to think of practical ways and other ways of trying to make sure that everyone stays safe in the sun. What? I've not even thought about that. So what, what are the other ways for cricketers? I hadn't thought about the ball becoming... So, so, well, the thing that I tell the guys that do actually do the bowling, I say, look, get someone else to put it on for you because that's the easiest way to do it. Um, so it's not ideal, but there are these spray alternatives. Have you seen those? Oh, people yeah. spraying sun cream on now. Mm-hmm. The reason why they're not great is because you don't know how much you're actually getting on and it can be very patchy, etc. This better than nothing. Don't get me wrong, it's better than nothing. But the ideal way of applying sunscreen is to physically put it on and make sure that you've covered all these parts. And you will have seen a lot of the cricketers um, they'll be playing tomorrow with, you know, the zinc sunscreen on, the Australian one. They've got the white band here on the nose yeah. and stuff and, you know, all the stuff that, uh, you know, people like Shane Warne made very famous. Um, but, uh, so yeah, it's, but it's more acceptable now, you see. I think there has been a shift in the last 10 to 15 years that it's more acceptable for people to make sunscreen part of their routine and talk about it. Absolutely. Um, and what, what drove you into this career? What, what is it that's your sort of driving force? Into dermatology. Do you want mm. the real answer? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, I did my um, general medical training at the Queen's Medical Centre in Nottingham, which at the mm-hmm. time was one of the busiest medical takes in the country. And uh, I'd done all my postgraduate exams. And I remember I was on ITU uh, at three o'clock in the morning uh, trying to save a patient who had some very bad infection and was doing a procedure on their lungs. And it was three o'clock in the morning and I just thought to myself, I can't see myself wanting to do this for the rest of my life because the, the the buzz, the adrenaline rush, it was starting to dissipate. Because if you're learning a new skill and you're pushing yourself, that's where the buzz comes, isn't it? Where you're mm-hmm. trying to help you do something. But when you suddenly think, actually, you know what, I'm not enjoying this anymore, then that's, I thought, okay, I need to look at elsewhere. So within medicine, dermatology is a very malign specialty, and it's referred to as derma holiday because all the other special, <laughs> all the other specialties think we don't do anything. So, so with that in mind, I thought, okay, look, I'm feeling the way I am after this guy in ITU. I'm going to look into derma holiday. That was my mindset, <laughs> and so I went and did a bit of taster sessions with a with a chap called Professor Hal Williams, who's who's a, who's an expert expert in in Nottingham, and I loved it. And then um, Alison Layton, who's who's 
one of the nicest, most wonderful people you'll ever hope to meet. She works in Harrogate. Um, she set up a job for me uh, to do for six months, and I never looked back. I just loved it. I loved it. And so it's, it's honestly, and I say this to everybody who's asking me, doing dermatology was the best thing I could have ever done, and I would do it again, hands down. Um, what is it about it that you love so much? There's a lot of things. I mean, I'm, I'm purely surgical in what I do. So I love I love the operating side of what I do. Um, it's the communication with the patients. I mean, I could never do a desk job sitting and looking at a computer. That human-human interaction is what I, I thrive on, you know, finding out about your patients. Some of the patients I've been looking after for many, many years, you know, they know all about me, all about my family. I know where they've been on holiday, all that sort of stuff. You know, you build up that relationship and it's that relationship thing which, which you love in medicine generally. But in dermatology, because most of your patients, thankfully, will walk into clinic and walk out, they're in a position where you can have all these conversations. Um, but also, it's the, it's the range. In, if you're going to dermatology, you know, we're one of the only specialties whereby you can specialise in children, you can specialise in hair, you can specialise in nails, you can specialise in skin disease, you can specialise in surgery like I do in skin cancer, in light treatment, in allergy testing. There's so many different facets. And that all happens from newborn babies to grown adults. Um, and there's very few specialties where you can see that whole range um so yeah it's 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 just it's a fantastic specialty and also because it gets such a maligned reputation a lot of people don't know about dermatology <laughs> so you know when there's a rash and something oh my god we don't know what's going on call the dermatologist and so you come in and you know what to do because that's what your training is um but uh but yeah it's it's a wonderful specialty it really is now i've got to ask you this am i right in thinking that you are also a little bit showbiz and once appeared in a TV ad for Gillette as a dermatologist, like as their official dermatologist. <laughs> yes. Because I've always wondered with those if they were real. You know, and you see so, the ones for toothpaste and stuff as yeah. well. And I think, are you really a dentist? Yeah, no, exactly. So this was, now this was really fun. This was honestly, and this, this is the thing that I've enjoyed doing the most yet. But my kids, I thought they're going to actually think, all right, their dad's cool now. It, they didn't even blink an eyelid. They're just like rolling their <laughs> eyes as usual. I was like, come on, it's a Gillette primetime TV ad. I was like, yeah, whatever. So, so um, I'm a, a spokesperson for the British Skin Foundation. And the British Skin Foundation is a charitable organization where, so for example, a company like Gillette, will present some scientific data to the British Skin Foundation. Say, look, we want you to endorse the science behind what we've done. So the British Skin Foundation has a fantastic team of, of medical dermatologists and professors that will look at the data and say, actually, you know what, this makes scientific sense. So it's like that, you know, where people say that, you know, nine out of 10 people said that their, you know, hair looked better after the shampoo. So there's actually some medical data behind it. Yeah. So so on that basis, they said, okay, we wanted somebody, a dermatologist, to come and actually, you know, partake in this. And I got contacted saying, look, well, you know, you talk a lot and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we think you'd be all right at this so um yes yeah, so i went down to london and uh fantastic so I just filmed it all in one day uh met met um uh, the thomas brothers who were, who were really nice um and uh yeah it was just great fun great fun you know and what was it like seeing it on tv for the first time so what happened was um, one of my nurses here at work she messaged me saying Crikey! I spent all week with, all week with you operating. The last thing I want to do is see your face on my television on a Friday night. <laughs> and uh, and then she sent me the link and it's on Instagram and everything. So I managed to get it on my phone and stuff. And that's how I actually saw it. 
And uh, yeah, it was just great fun. And yet still no street cred from the kids, eh? Uh, Well, thank you so much for chatting to me this week. I really appreciate it. Coming up in next week's episode, we meet Ifil Luwajibayo, who is a senior project nurse within the professional development team. But what a lot of people don't know about her is that she had her own mental health crisis during COVID, which has spurred her on to help other people with theirs. Heroes Unmasked is an Under the Mast audio production.